Hello, and welcome to the Robert A. Heinlein Book Club. Uh, And in this episode, I will talk about Nothing Ever Happens on the Moon, uh, which was published in April and May of 1949 in Boy's Life, which is the Boy Scouts of America magazine. Um, So it's... um, Now, how to... Where to fit this um, into Heinlein's career? Well, this story... Uh, He says it's compatible with the future history series. He doesn't say it's part of the future history stories, Um, but it is. I mean, it feels very much like a Green Hills of Earth magazine uh, or a story. And so you would expect a story like this to be printed in something like Saturday Evening Post or something like that uh, or that. But it's a little long for those compared to those stories. And you can see here it's published over two issues in in a boys magazine. But he places it with the future history stories. I think it doesn't have to be there, but it does. I mean, it could fit in there, um, but I don't think it's essential to it. Um, he does identify it more with that work than with the pulps, because in the last episode I talked about his foreword, his introduction to this story, where he says, the story is compatible with the so-called future history stories. It is also part of my continuing post-World War II attempt to leave the SF pulp field and spread out. I've never left the genre of pulps entirely, as it turned out easy to write a book-length job and break it into three or four cliffhangers and sell it as a pulp serial immediately before book publication. I did this with a dozen novels in the 40s and 50s. Again, I think the timeline there is weird. It's like, yeah, Six Column was published in the 50s, but it was written way back before the war. So this idea of just like 10 years is not briefly. But, but anyways... Um, and then he talks about golf. And I, and I did all that last time. And he says here, I'd like to collect my Boy Scout stories as one volume. So obviously he's, he's written a handful of Boy Scout stories. Now, one of those, um, The Black Pits of Luna, which has a lot of similarities with the story. It's a Boy Scout story. It's about being lost on the moon. Um, it's about a boy saving a young another child. And we're going to be reading pretty soon Farmer in the Sky, which... Um, I think next. I think our next story is Farmer in the Sky. I, I, I couldn't really find Good Daddy. Good Daddy is a story that's on the list. I couldn't find an audiobook version. I don't know if it's worth checking out. It seems to really not fit into any science fiction. Um, and we've done some of those stories before that are just kind of weird other stuff that, that Heinlein wrote. But, I, you know, maybe I'll come back to it if I can get a hold of it. Uh, right now, I'm not particularly interested. I, I kind of will move on to Farmer in the Sky. But my point is that Farmer in the Sky is also a Boy Scout thing. So like he had his nice run with the Green Hills of Earth stories, now he's having a run with Boy Scout stories tied to him writing of the juvenile novels. And, and I think it's good. I think he's doing good stuff here. But yeah, it do, sort of fits in with the future history just fine. I mean, you have humans on, on the moon and you have humans from Earth. You have that differentiation of humanity between those in space and those who remain on earth that's all you really need i mean the details of whether you hear um you know the green hills of earth being told or you you hear about uh, a character or something that doesn't matter as much hey this is a really loose 
like world building anyways. Um, I think maybe too much is made of that. I'm probably making too much of the future history stuff too. It's just a way of kind of categorizing these stories and putting them uh, in the right place. Um, anyways, nothing ever happens on the moon. Um, so our, um, our main character here is, an Inca, is a boy named Bruce. And he is a successful scout on Earth. And he's got a couple of eagles, eagle awards, of course, the highest um, eagle award. But he wants to get in on the Lunar uh, Boy Scouts, which is his own different institution, which is why he hopes he can kind of move up and become an eagle scout in that group, too. Um, and so he's venturing out into the moon to begin learning. And he's done already a bunch of merit badges. He's done a lot of the work to do that, but he faces the reality that like he's not acclimated to life on the moon. Obviously you have different gravity, different conditions, harsh conditions. You know, you can't just use a compass to find out which direction you're going. You have to read by the stars. Uh, travel's much more difficult. Supply is complicated. So just going on a hike is a whole different affair than it is on Earth. Everything you would expect, right? And I think that's well done here in the story is actually thinking what would Boy Scouts on the moon look like? What would a Boy Scout activity set on the moon actually do? I mean, what would a hike, what would a simple hike look like on the moon for a Boy Scout troop? Uh, how would its organization be different? You know, people's life is at risk in Boy Scout expeditions here on Earth, but imagine how much more so it would be on, you know, if you're going out on the lunar surface, right? And there's a uh, a lot of danger here, uh, like this quicksand that runs throughout the moon. Now, I don't know if this really exists. I'm guessing this is just something he made up. They're called morning glories, and essentially they are they're quicksand on the moon. I, I think Arthur C. Clarke's book uh, about the moon also plays with this idea of, of like the surface of the moon being very soft. Uh, and I think, think that was in the air before people actually landed on the moon. They didn't quite know what the surface would be like. So Arthur C. Clarke's story, what the hell was that one called? It's the fall of moon dust, I think, where there's like these uh, like big yachts and like cruise ships almost on the moon that just glide over this dust. But then one gets kind of falls in and gets turned over and then they have to rescue it. But the idea there is like, the moon is just like a dusty surface over a, a smaller core, almost like you almost like on a gas giant almost, but it's dust instead. Um, now, kindly doesn't go that far, but there are this idea that there's like spotted throughout the moon these this is quicksand, and they call them morning glories. Now, the other character that's important here is Sam, because Sam is like the experienced scout on the moon. He's just another Eagle Scout, and he's he's um, he's like an experienced uh, leader of this, not, not a scoutmaster yet, but like, you know, one of the respected, skilled members of the, of the troop. And they're just essentially taking Bruce and the others. They're going out for a hike on the moon and they get lost. Um, ultimately, get turned around and can't find their way. Um, which is all fine. Sam's going to be able to find his way. He knows his way to, around the moon. Unfortunately, there's when they're trying to find their way back and they're climbing up mountains and stuff with their, their equipment malfunctions and he falls and hurts his leg. 
and can't walk anymore, and he's kind of disoriented and injured. And now Bruce has to, who's, of course, the newcomer to the moon, has to bravely solve this problem, right? He has to be in charge, and he has to show his mettle. And so you know where kind of this is going, that it's going to be about Bruce showing that he can survive on the moon through the saving of the more experienced uh, lunar scout. Uh, without his help, right? Or at least without much of his help because he's physically incapacitated. All very nice setup, and it works really well here. Um, now, eventually, the plan is just to find the way back to the group, uh, create a toboggan out of the equipment they have, and drag him. Um, yeah, great. That, 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 that could work, but they slip into a morning glory, and now they must face the very real threat, the real, real possibility of their death, um, in fact, to make this really clear, they put a skeleton of a former lunar explorer in the very same um, morning glory. Now, we're right at how difficult it is at night to, f to find their way around because just going by the stars is a little bit difficult to find your directions. Um, of course, if you have the sun and the earth in view, you can do this. It's, it's easier to find it. So the, depending on the time of the day, and remember the day on the moon is like two weeks, right? Uh, you can find your way around or not. So that's that's kind of an important plot point here that's established. And that's really the heart of the story in the terms of science fiction is how do you navigate yourself on the moon? You don't have the electrical fields. You can't just pull in a compass. I suppose now, if you think like now, they probably would just have some kind of weird GPS thing. You'd be able to find your way and all the scouts would have something like that. But, you know, Heinlein's not imagining that kind of technology being available. But anyways, where are we at? They're, they're stuck in the morning glory and probably going to die, right? That's, we're reminded several times by the characters and by the situation that they're probably going to die. There are, they're in a cave, and there's a cave network, but without any way of finding their direction, they will never be able to get out. Um, so finally, Bruce comes up with the plan that, well, we can just dig our way out, right? If we just clear out the sand and move it into the cave, yeah, more sand will fall, but eventually there won't be enough, like you'll just kind of empty out the nearby sand and you, you essentially just empty out the, the morning glory. And that's what they do. And of course it takes Bruce all his effort and he's got to use the majority of the air because he's working hard. Sam can't do this work. And they eventually clear it out. Um, and through this, there's a lot of conversations about facing death, about uh, trying to remain positive and optimistic in the face of this this potentiality of death like how to like conserve air how to share duties fairly when someone is injured there's a lot of interesting kind of conversations between these two boys that are very mature which of course is what Heinlein wants in a boy scout story to show young young men facing challenge facing life or death you know doing the right moral thing and and facing those challenges with courage. And we get that certainly in this story. Anyways, they clear out the morning glory to, to enough degree that they think, Bruce thinks they can crawl out. And they begin to, and it, it collapses. And the, the, the sand is just not enough of a, of a structure for them to be able to use that to crawl out of the morning glory. And they fall back in. Um, now, Bruce despairs. He just says, the only thing we can do is keep working at this, even though there's not going to be enough air to to try again. And Sam says, no, no, we can find the entrance to the cave now. And the reason why is he saw where the sun was while they were trying to get out. 
And so now he knows which way is north. He knows which way is the camp. He knows which way to go to ask for help. And so he says, explore the cave in that direction. We get out that way. And so Bruce does that, finds the end exits, uh, and they're able to escape just in time for their oxygen to run out. And, and there's, uh, one of the last things Bruce does is he shares his, ox his remaining oxygen with Sam. So actually that Sam has a little bit extra oxygen, and, he, and they're, both, they're both like near the, near the end. And they're saved at the last minute. Um, now, the good news at the end is uh, he, Bruce is gained the respect of the scouts on the moon and is told he's going to be sent to the Court of Honor. Now, if you don't know, uh, the Court of Honor is a Boy Scout thing. It's, the, it's this ceremony that will be held like a couple times a year or is it every once a semester? It's, it's the award ceremony. Uh, that's, that a troop will give out. Um, and it's a pretty formal event. Parents will come. Uh, children will get their rank, get their any other awards they, 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 they deserve. So it's, it's kind of an important event. Um, I actually forgot about them until I was reading the story where Bruce was invited to a court on at the end. So it's kind of a, a big deal. Um, basically says you're going to be brought in. Maybe you'll even be able to earn your Lunar Eagle Scout badge or, or, or rank. So it ends up happy for everyone. Sam's a little worse for wear, but will recover. Um, Bruce comes off the hero, and he he's finally gets the respect of the Lunar Boy Scouts. Now, thematically, I think this story fits into the Green Hills of Earth stories because it really is about the difference between people on Earth and the people on the moon. But it's not a barrier, right? We saw, like, in the Black Pits of Luna, a very similar story in many ways, but where that where it's realized that the, where he, the character realizes that his parents will never be moon men, but he could be like he could come back and succeed here. Certain types of people have it in their DNA to succeed on the moon. Other people, not so much. Um, but Bruce here is really someone who could thrive on the moon, and he's one who could become a uh, you know end up in Lunar City and be a successful person on the moon because of just the what he's made of something about his mental. So I think that theme is explored. It fits into the juveniles, obviously. Uh, the juvenile, like this could have fit into one of the juveniles and, you know, very smoothly because the theme here of young people doing very adult things and facing adult challenges and doing so with, with, with honor and courage and, uh, you know, and morality, you know, that's the heart of what the juveniles, I think, are trying to do. Um, and as well as explore science fiction context and, and allow Heinlein to explore his weird obsessions with math and, and science and, and the importance of, of education and all that. Uh, but that's all kind of wrapped up in the story. I, I think it's, it's really quite excellent. So, um, you know, when Heinlein wrote in his introduction to this story, which was, must have been from, you know, in the 60s or something, whenever this came out, maybe even the 70s, he says, someday I'd like to collect my Boy Scout stories as one volume, just as I would like to do with the Putin stories. Well, yeah, I kind of dig it. I, I think, yeah, those Boy Scout stories, there's enough of them to put together into uh, a collection. And even though I think this one does fit with um, Black Pits of Luna really well, uh, but that would be, you know, one of the Boy Scout stories as well. So, yeah, a nice one. Uh, compared to golf, it's like you read golf and you're like, oh, God. What happened to you, Heinlein? You like went in a time machine 
and, and you re-enter kind of your worst, worst self. And then you read this and you're like, yeah, you, you, you were always there. Even I think this was published sooner, so I don't know what, what order they were written in. But this is a nice story, and it's so refreshing after reading golf. So as I said, um, I think I'm going to wrap up these stories. I'm going to give one last ditch effort to see if I can find a copy of Good Daddy and if it's worth, see if it's worth reading. My, I think it's only a couple pages, so I may just skip it and maybe talk about it along with another story coming up. I, I'm, I'm kind of eager to go on after reading this, especially to go on and talk about Farmer in the Sky, um, which even better than the last uh, Juvenile, even better than Red Planet, I think. Um, probably would like one of my favorite Heinlein novels, actually. Um, so anyways, that's what we're going to do. Plan on the next episode being an exploration of the first half or so of Farmer in the Sky. But in the meantime, let me know if you have any thoughts about uh, Nothing Ever Happens on the Moon. Um, the title, obviously, saying, yeah, stuff happens on the moon all the time. It's just, um, you know, the moon's not that boring. There's a lot of adventure to be had here. So anyways, uh, good story, good, good one. Um, and, and yeah, I guess that's it. Okay, I'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.